Hello everyone, welcome to Hack and Tell with Arweave. In this episode, Arweave founder Sam Williams will be chatting with Denison Bertram, founder of Dap Hero. Enjoy the episode, and don't forget to subscribe for future instalments. Uh, so, awesome. uh, welcome, Denison. Um, yes, I guess, welcome to the Arweave ecosystem and community uh, hangout call. Um, we're very, very, very glad to have you here. Excellent. I am happy to be here too. Okay, so to give everyone um, a bit of background on what we're doing here and, and kind of uh, why we got together for this call in the first place, um, I suppose we should introduce the the uh, the DAP Hero Profit Sharing Community Project. So, do you want to maybe give some kind of background on like, uh, yeah, how we got to this point? Yeah, so so uh, DAP Hero um, was a project that uh, I had built along with uh, my co-founder. Um, unfortunately, we were shutting down the project, and at the end of the year, we will be officially turning off the servers for it. Uh, but the project is open source, um, and it's actually in the public domain, the code that we had written. And there have been a number of uh, different parties who've been interested in uh, working on building on it going forward. And uh, Arweave and Sam had reached out about talking about building a profit-sharing community. Um, so that's one of the ideas that's being talked about for the future of DAP Hero. I thought it was a really great idea. Uh, to be clear, it's not a DAP Hero project going forward. Uh, this would be something that's built entirely by the community uh, without our participation or involvement or even profit. Like this is entirely a, a separate thing that's community run. Uh, but I was uh, interested in participating in letting people know what it is, the story behind it. Um, so there is a sense of like continuation through the, the different groups that are interested in, in building on top of it. So I wanted to sort of like introduce it and shepherd it forward so that others feel uh, empowered to, to build their own things on top of it, uh, build their own things uh, with it. Yeah, so, so I think this, this idea of, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic thing to do. Uh, thank you for basically contributing to the open source ecosystem. Um, but, but it reminds me of you know, the way that these uh, startup closing um, or ramping down uh, processes have sort of evolved over the years. And I think what we're talking about here could be like the third major evolution of that. So at the beginning, it was just like you, you had your like Web2 startup and, and if, if um, you decided to move on to something new, um, then you would essentially just get to this point where you offboarded your users. And, and like at the beginning, it was just like people just turned off the service. But then there was this movement towards like, okay, how about like, let's try and help people get their data out. And that was like the first major um, evolution of it. And then the second one was like, what if we can try and make the code open source? Um, and that, that's pretty exciting. And I think what we're getting to here is like, uh, um, yeah, what if, what if the, the code is open source and then there's also a push to create a sort of self-sustaining community, a profit sharing community in this case, around that code so that people have the appropriate incentives to keep building. And it, it really becomes like its own project that's, that's away from the founders and it's, um, it becomes its own thing. And, and, and one of the interesting things you and I have been discussing is how, um, so we're planning to co-sponsor this bounty to um, to move uh, DAP Hero, or not move, but uh, create a new DAP Hero if you want, um, as a profit sharing community. And one of the things is like giving away the ownership tokens in that community, or at least a large portion of them, to users of DAP Hero today. I think that could be like, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to do to essentially like spin up something new and give the community ownership of it itself. It's like a, it's a whole different way of uh, handling this, um, I guess, this moving on process, while also just not breaking people's trust, you know? Like, 
when people trust yeah. startups to, to build applications uh, or to run applications for them, it's, it's a bit of a breach of trust when one day they just shut it down. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that is that was really heavy on my mind, right? And but before I get into sort of the thought processes behind it, just just to sort of like clarify, uh, going forward, um, you know, Dap Hero, the the actual company, myself, my former co-founder, uh, the team, we 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 don't have anything to do with the the profit sharing community um, or whatever sort of like incentive models sort of like built around that. Uh, so this is an entirely new beast. Uh, but that we are excited to see happen. Because as you mentioned, there is kind of this sense of a breach of trust when a Web2 project kind of shuts down, right? You used it one day, you loved it, and suddenly it's gone. And when we had to make the difficult decision to, to shut down Dap Hero, um, the, the, the software, we were really, you know, really struck with this, this question of like, okay, um, well, what happens to the people who do use it, right? Because it, it costs money to run and you know, one of the things that we found was that it wasn't necessarily like really a business in the form that we were confident that we could take forward, right? Um, so yeah. for us, it was just like, okay, well, you know, there's a necessity to move on. Um, uh, you know, the company itself has pivoted to something else, which we, we'll, we'll, we'll get into at a later time. Uh, and the idea was like, okay, so how do people, you know, have a sense of continuity? How, how do people like continue to move forward with it? Um, you know, how do people bring about like all these different possibilities that, you know, I'd really fall in love with when it was created in the first place. So, you know, I yeah. sent out, a, a, you know, a tweet a few weeks back saying, hey, uh, you know, reach out if you're interested in being the part of, of the future of like whatever Dap Hero might be. And, uh, you know, you, Sam, Narweaver, were one of the, the several groups that reached out to talk about this. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to help anyone who's interested in building on top of the, the code base and trying to, to build a future for it, right? There was a lot of things that I had always wanted to get to, but we never had a chance to get to. And so I'm excited to see that out in the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think we should definitely get to some of those, like, I guess, uh, places you guys didn't get to with Dap Hero V1, uh, non-community version, com company version, if you want, uh, a little bit later. But maybe it makes sense at this point if we just kind of, like, introduce what were your motivations for building Dap Hero in the first place? What does it do as a service? Who uses it? How is it used? Um, yeah, and then, then we can get to like, you know, uh, what you would have built on top of it if, if you had time. Yeah, so it was really built in the beginning um, last Thanksgiving. So actually a year ago, mm -hmm. I, was, I was just struggling with the process of like how hard it was to build front ends for projects. Uh, you know, it's like you had to use React, uh, you had mm -hmm. to, to know JavaScript and Web3, and I knew these things, but even as like a developer myself, the process of just starting and building something using on top of Ethereum was really just too hard, right? It, it was yeah. a long process. There's a lot of like lines of code that were necessary. Uh, Web3 was really, you know, persnickety at the time. Um, so it felt generally frustrating if I wanted to just have something really um, easy to use. Uh, there were a few tools out there that I really liked. One Click Dapp. I have to give a big shout out to them. They were always really inspirational to, to the ideas behind Dapp here originally. Uh, but I wanted something where I could actually build a custom front end using it on my own, just using HTML. So that's right where Dapp Hero really uh, came from. And a big part of our, our sort of like business idea was, hey, this is going to be a tool that's awesome for hackathons. You know, at the mm -hmm. time, there were a, a yeah. large number of uh, short-term hackathons of like two or three days where, you know, people were really trying to build something fast and get something out of the door fast, right? And what we're finding is, is that, um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I previously worked at Open Zeppelin as developer advocate. 
What we would find is that in a three-day hackathon that starts on Friday and ends on Sunday, uh, generally it would be like late Saturday night when people had just finally figured out how to use Web3. And maybe they had built some, like, some, some sort of really incredible smart contract system, but they spent all their time sort of learning the not blockchain part of the hackathon, which was just like, mm -hmm. how do I connect my front end to it? Which, you know, right. you could argue is, is definitely very important, but it wasn't exactly like part of what the core of, of these hackathons felt like they were for. So, yeah. you know, Gap Hero is really like, hey, let's build this tool for hackathons uh, where people can focus on their idea and they don't have to first. I used to have this line of, uh, you know, don't build the thing you need to build to be able to build the thing you're trying to build, uh, where, where you could just build the thing that you were trying to build and, and just move forward with that. Yeah. So for for Dap Hero was uh, really built for that, and we had great success at the the early hackathons at Denver at uh, East London, um, but then of course coronavirus came and uh, the it kind of killed the hackathon category in the three day set, right? Like if yeah. Global continue of course continues of course to have hackathons, but they're they're a very different model. They're uh, a month long. And that model actually changes things significantly, right? Like, so yeah. if you're doing a three-day hackathon, you know, it's more about really learning blockchain and applying blockchain to problems that you're solving. Uh, but month-long hackathons, really, they're more of this opportunity to learn the entire uh, stack of blockchain, right? So you can imagine that if you're coming into blockchain as just maybe a novice JavaScript programmer, you know, a month is really enough time for you to learn the whole stack, you know, learn React learn the you know web3 learn the solidity learn the deployment and build a whole product out there and and actually i think that that's probably more of the goal for um these longer hackathons so what we mm -hmm. found was is that the the um dap hero wasn't really wasn't really an ideal candidate for that type of situation and right. uh, in many cases the the market's just too too it's just too early for a product like uh dap hero currently right the the you know we are sort of uh, it was really built on this idea that there's this large number of like professional developers out there who don't know necessarily React or don't necessarily mm -hmm. know JavaScript. And, you know, Dap Hero would also let them build using PHP or Go or whatever they were using to like, you know, generate their uh, HTML. Um, but that market, uh, you know, just doesn't, doesn't exist right now. And in a large part with Ethereum, because Dap Hero was very Ethereum focused, um, you know, what we saw was sort of like the Venn diagram of Dap Hero users and the Venn diagram of like uh, DeFi developers really sort of started to like pull apart over time. And, and you know, towards, towards the end, we didn't really see that much of an overlap between these type of users. Uh, so, you know, we, we made the decision, of course, to, to, to move on and pivot uh, for business reasons. But I still see Dap Hero as, uh, you know, the concept, right, as, as, as being really something um, that's important for users to think about in the Web3 community, right? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that once others start, like, picking apart Dap Hero, they'll probably rewrite the code base from scratch. Uh, you know, we wrote it several times, and, you know, there were design decisions that we made in the, the beginning that uh, definitely came back to bite us. And, you know, anyone who wants to build on it going forward is going to have to contend with. But I think it's really the, the, probably the most important part of it is just the architecture idea, right? right. How can we let people build dApps using just HTML, right? Like, yeah. why should they need to know React? Like, the, the ecosystem mm -hmm. tends to be a little bit overreact focused. 
Um, you know, why, why do we need to sort of force people to do that? You should be able to interact with blockchain using PHP if you wanted to, right? Like mm -hmm. you certainly you certainly can uh, interact with any sort of database technology using PHP, with any sort of API using PHP. Um, it's very weird that you can't uh, build something that that supports, uh, you know, Ethereum using PHP, right? So the sort of idea behind it, like, and, and to get in a little bit with the architecture, the, the way it really worked was um, we would have a script that runs at the bottom of your, your HTML, and basically it watches your DOM, and it looks for these HTML5 tags in your DOM, and when it yep. sees them, it substitutes the inner HTML or the inner, inner text of the element with whatever data that you were sort of like trying to get from uh, the, the blockchain itself. Yeah. Uh, we built it using React. I think if I were to, um, if I was still working on Dapp Hero now, I would probably just rebuild it in pure JavaScript or maybe even hmm. something like jQuery. Um, but, uh, you know, at the time we were, we were moving fast, trying to see if there was a, a, a market fit. And um, the, there, there wasn't at the time, you know. So, I mean, I don't know how that bodes forward uh, for, for people trying to build profit-sharing communities. I think there's certainly an opportunity um, going forward, especially when you look at all the different, uh, you know, things that are out there. Uh, but I think you would really need to think about, like, okay, uh, you know, what Dap Hero sort of offering is this abstraction on Web3, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's bundling up the experience of interacting with smart contracts and really requiring you to to um, just use tags, right? Like just tag your your, your elements. So going yeah. forward, I think you know if, if I were to throw out ideas like what people might want to be doing is they would probably want to think about how do they integrate like uh, distributed storage solutions, how yeah. they integrate like distributed identity solutions, uh, how this could be built into other products. You know, one of the things that I'm really interested in seeing is a plugin for Remix where. Uh, just like there's a one-click DAP uh, plugin for Remix, there would be a DAP Hero plugin mm -hmm. for Remix. Right. And, and, and to be clear, when I use DAP Hero right now, I'm sort of using DAP Hero to, you know, to sort of like capture this category of of, of abstraction rather than right. the company, which will be no yeah, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the product, which will be mo no more. Um, but you know, I would, I would, you know, love to see a Remix plugin where you just, you know, you code. You, you, you know, Remix is such a powerful tool in the ecosystem, especially for people outside the space. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I can't sort of like emphasize that enough, but you know, an experience where you, you create your smart contract, you deploy your smart contract, and then you can deploy your, your app hero, uh, DAP using a DAP hero. I mean, there's yeah. also one click DAP, which again, I'll, I'll plug them. But um, you know, uh, in this case, you, you would be able to like alter your HTML and maybe there's a future even um, where people have, uh, you know, HTML editors in Remix, right, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, there's all sorts of things that, you know, I, I had always thought about, and my, my former co-founder, uh, Drake Evans, uh, we had always thought about. Um, uh, but, you know, we, we, we hope to see other people um, build them. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think there's, there's a huge scope for expansion here. I, I remember seeing the video of, Introducing Dap Hero, you were, you were East Denver or is it East Paris maybe? Um, if, if, yeah, both. <laughs> right. But the, then I saw this video and I was like, oh wow, this is awesome. This is like the the most easily accessible way to to build smart contract systems. Now that's really exciting in and of itself. I mean, for the profit sharing community, like it'll be down to the founders and the community that end up owning the tokens. But I think like the 
the obvious thing. It's like, hey, let's cater for the people that are using, you know, old DAP Hero, DAP Hero V1. Um, first, like, let's make sure that they get continuity and, and there's no breach of, like, um, you know, what they were expecting. Like, that's something that's easily achievable. And I think maybe you could tell us a little bit about, like, uh, who's using DAP Hero. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, um, you know, for one of the challenges that will exist for people who want to build new things on top of DAP Hero's code base or reinvent the code base is, you know, we, we, we did something that's probably uh, kind of faux pas in this community, which is we use the no-code tool to actually power the DAP Hero backend. And that was really a decision that we made at the time uh, out of sort of just necessity and speed. We're a small, scruffy team. We wanted to move fast. Uh, we actually built the the very first version that we launched at um, ETH Denver in maybe about four weeks, like really just like crazy, crazy speed. And so for that, we actually built the back end and the, the front end uh, all on uh, this service called Bubble, bubble.io. And I will plug them here because it's pretty incredible software. Like there are some caveats uh, that you want to take into mind if you want something that's necessarily super performant or portable. Um, in this case, uh, it's not portable. There's, there's real vendor lock-in when using no-code platforms. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a concern at the time. Uh, but but that's it's 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 not cheap to run. Um, that's one mm -hmm. of the the sort of like thought considerations that went into to the the future of where we wanted to go with it. Um, but you know, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who is using Dap Hero and how yeah. is using? <laughs> so so um, we actually don't know how people are using it. Uh, we know we, we always had envisioned some sort of like analytics layer to to this, uh -huh. but uh, we never got around to that. So yeah. we generally, I mean, we could probably peek into what people are trying to build and where, uh, but but we we actually never built that. So so in general, we don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I would give a shout out, like during the hackathons, we saw some really exciting projects that people did build with Dap Hero. Mm -hmm. um, and one that I absolutely always loved was CO Token. Uh, it was the coolest project that I'd ever seen. Uh, basically what it was, was uh, they were using Dap Hero <coughs> to power their front end uh, for their carbon credit system. And what uh, the carbon credit system okay. was, was they were actually, it was a, it was a, it was a library or whatever uh, in Solidity that would actually calculate the carbon emission cost of running your smart contract and uh. allow your smart contract to offset its own carbon emissions, which yeah. for me was just like, it was, just, it was a phenomenal idea. Uh, I think they're a winner at the, the Blockchain for Social Impact Incubator uh, competition awesome. as well, which is backed by, by Microsoft and a number of others. Um, so that was probably the coolest, really the coolest thing. I think one of the other sort of like stories that really sticks to me really, really strongly is at East London, there was this group of uh, college students, um, I, for, I forget where, maybe like MIT or Dartmouth, something like that. Um, and they had this funny real world problem, which was um, they, when they were at class, they had iPads or some sort of Chromebook. They had these really uh -huh. underpowered computing devices uh -huh. and they wanted to not pay attention in class and just play video games. But their hardware wasn't <laughs> powerful enough. So what they what they built was they used a, a, a blockchain power system using DAI uh, that, and, and, and DAP Hero for the interface where you could basically rent 
the compute power of your friend's PC in his or her <laughs> dorm room so that you could play high-powered games on your local underpowered device on campus in class. Uh, so that was all, you know, and, and, they, and they were really a great example of, like, the kind of people that were coming to Dapur at the time. Um, you know, they had never built on blockchain before. They they had this idea. They were figuring out the solidity code. And, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't want to, you know, they had a large enough task in front of them in the first place. And so what yeah. they wanted to do was they wanted to just build, um, they just wanted to build their thing. They didn't want to have to worry mm -hmm. about, like, dealing with Web3 and React sure. and stuff like that. So they built it using Dapiro, and that was pretty amazing. Uh, amazing. Today, today, I think uh, it's a lot of, like, um, early people who are experimenting, who are trying to yeah. understand how to, to like just start playing with Ethereum. You know, I was always really a big proponent of how do we give people this like first love of Ethereum, like this, the sense of success right at the right. start. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and yeah. And, you know, requiring people to learn react and hooks and web three mm -hmm, and interact mm -hmm. with wallets uh, really right. just puts a barrier between between yeah. that 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 first moment someone writes a smart contract and that first moment that they like see that they can do something special with it. It's like time so, to wow, you know. Yeah, yeah, time to yeah. wow, time to wow. It was really yeah. about reducing time to wow, and uh, I think it really it really did a great job um, at it at the time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think even though it's not it's only been a year, that's of course like two decades in blockchain world. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, the Ethereum network looks very different today. Uh, yes. The Ethereum user, the average Ethereum user looks very different, uh, you know, and and I think we would have always had, if we were continuing with it, we were always going to have to confront the question of what the future uh, would look like, right? When gas prices, you know, one of the things we saw is that as gas prices went up, users just went off a cliff, right? Wow. And, and that's a big deal because if, if yeah. you have people starting out and, you know, they're building something on Robson and it's cool and all that, and then there was this point, um, you know, maybe a month or two ago uh, when gas prices were really high where we had this one demo where you could, like, create a NFT wallet or a mm -hmm. ERC-20 wallet. Yeah. And you deploy it on Robson. It's really easy. And uh, then it was just like, okay, now deploy it on mainnet and you really have your own NFT or you really have your own yeah. ERC-20. Right, and at the time, it cost over seven hundred dollars to deploy an ERC seven twenty one contract. Wow! So you know, wow, that's incredible. Okay, yeah, you know, that's, like it, 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 it like it, it went from wow. you know, it, it just became a different thing, and I I've, I personally have a lot of thoughts on like where the sort of like, you know, Ethereum network is going to go. Uh, but, you know, we really see DeFi as, as becoming um, the, the killer app for Ethereum, right? And, mm -hmm. and that hero was never conceived in my mind as, as a DeFi tool, right? It was always like a developer tool. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for anyone who's looking to build a profit sharing community or something on top of it, dev tooling is very hard to make money in, so... Good luck to you. Um, but you know, uh, there there were always people who were interested in. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. So I, I think, in terms of the the dev tooling and, and making money as a profit sharing community, one of the things we're actually really excited about in in terms of profit sharing communities is 
the idea of being able to serve the long tail of applications that aren't like super high growth, right? You, you should just be able to build something in your spare time and have it be like a profit generating and sharing, um, yeah, like an entity, I suppose, or an application without it necessarily, without everything having to be like, um, yeah, like a hyper growth startup or nothing. I, I think there's a long tail there that isn't served well by the existing like, company structures. So that's definitely yeah. something we're really excited about. And, and in terms of scalability and, and DeFi and, and Ethereum, I, this is a fascinating conversation. Um, but like, yeah. and it's too long to get into, but, but just quickly, what, what's your thoughts on like Ethereum 2 and the um, composability changes? Because, yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, I, uh, honestly, I have not been keeping up with ETH2. Uh, I used to, and then... Yeah, got it. It's too much. I, I no comment. I have no idea. I've 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 said so many silly things about my opinion on that. But you know, okay. I'm 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 the day it arrives will be the day I'm thankful. I am saving my 32 ETH to, to be a validator. You awesome. know, but um, how how this works in the future, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But I did I did actually wanted to comment though on your earlier comment on like these these non startup business models, mm -hmm. right? Like. Like Dap Dapiro, uh, the the company was a startup and needs to sort of be a startup, right? Like, um, and and what we built uh, in the end um, isn't really a startup, right? Right. Uh, but we do need to remember that not everything has to be a hyper growth business, right? Like, right. of course, we have investors, so you know we we have an obligation to like. Think of like a hyper growth business and, and hopefully the thing that we've pivoted to will be a hyper growth business. But, you know, there should be space in the world for things that are are are, are businesses, but not hyper growth businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem, yeah. I think, sometimes we see with software is or at least the software that sort of like hits the the sort of like, you know, the front page of the news. It's always got to be like hyper growth. Right. Like, yeah. and it's got to like support this. It's got to return this and all this. And, mm -hmm. and there is a lot of software in the world that doesn't do that. Right. But it's still yeah. really valuable. I mean, if you look at like the, yeah. the you know, the NPM library uh, for, for node, tons of software doesn't make any money yet. People work on it and they improve it. Right. And what I think is really exciting about this idea that you, that you were talking about the profit sharing community is, is that if you look at like GitHub, Right. And Microsoft has tried to like incentivize like donations to open source. Mm -hmm. Right. And like nobody donates to open source. Right. right. Like, yeah. you know, there was something about I remember reading something and, you know, Internet, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong about it. You know, maybe I'm just repeating rumor. But but there was this moment where had like for the amount that Microsoft paid to purchase GitHub, I think like at the time, and this is where I'm definitely going to be wrong, but I think like all time donations to GitHub projects were like 13 million. And maybe I'm totally wrong on that, but it was some really small number. And it was like the amount of money that they paid for GitHub, they could have like paid for all of open source ever, right? Like wow. it, 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 they, they could have just like funded everything. And, and, and that stuff's goes unfunded right and yeah. you know, sometimes you'll see when you're doing like npm install or yarn you know whatever uh you'll see at the end of your install log someone will be like hey this is rick uh i made this in my spare time i'm looking for a job if this helps you out um you know please yeah. hire me or consider donating yeah. to it, right and sometimes i i mean i i assume 
most of these people aren't getting donated to. Hopefully they're getting hired. But sometimes you see this when you're installing like Web3, right? Like yeah. Big stuff. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Big stuff. Big yeah. stuff. Right? We are building, some people are out there building empires off of the work of some like dude or dudette somewhere or dude, dudette or otherwise. Uh, you know, somewhere working hard in their free time to maintain some little little brick in the wall that yeah. happens to be like, oh, yeah, this exactly. is this is a uh, cryptography, just the little brick, the tiny little piece, <laughs> and they don't get anything for it, right? So the idea that maybe you could turn that brick into um, into a community, and maybe it doesn't make millions of dollars, maybe it doesn't make hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Maybe it just says, hey person working on this in your free time we acknowledge you we acknowledge your efforts we 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 thank you for contributing and even though maybe this profit sharing community has earned fifty dollars here's your share of that fifty dollars right and and sometimes like if people are doing this um already just because they they believe well it would be nice for them to also be able to do things in a community exactly. that believes yeah. together Right. Yep. And if they figure out how to make a business out of it, fine. But, you know, Dapier is one of those things that I can imagine the code base. Um, I mean, I imagine it's going to be totally different. Please, Internet, do not judge me when you read the code. Do not judge me. We were, we were working very fast. Um, you know, I imagine like, you know, maybe one day there'll be like Dapier, uh, um, you know, retreats where they get like a farm in upstate New York and like 20 people show up and they're like, yeah, hey, yeah. how do we support the latest like HTML, this or something like that, you know? And and that, mm-hmm. I, I hope to see people build versions of it, um, you know, for for Polkadot, for, for Arweave, for, for, you know, Cosmos, for everything, right? Like the yeah. idea is you shouldn't have to be this expert in JavaScript and React and front-end development to be able to use blockchain. Because if you are, then you're just limiting the potential uses of this technology to such a narrow group. But really, this is, you know, like something like 33% of the internet is run on WordPress. 33% of the entire internet is run on WordPress, right? Uh, and and it should not it should not be rocket science to be able to use um, blockchain and WordPress, right? It shouldn't be. Even though I understand yeah, that, I like, mean, it's like WordPress isn't sexy, you should just be able no, to but, use but, it. But but it shows the market for low or no code solutions on the web. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. of course, you know, something that investors pointed out was like, yes, maybe thirty three percent of the the internet is run on WordPress, but. Probably 99% of the value that goes over the internet runs on React. Fair mm. enough. Totally legit. Um, but well, probably not React, right? Like Amazon, for example, they just use some crappy 1990s <laughs> thing they've thrown together. Like it's still basically the same interface. But yeah, yeah. So I, I think. I, I know, uh, like, like Amazon's huge, so it's not really possible mm. to generalize that. Yeah. But, but they. They do some significant portion of the part that consumers interact with does run on something like React, a version of oh, React. interesting. We I mean, to... fry me alive for that if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I have friends who, who work at Amazon as front-end developers, and they, they do React. Okay, interesting. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that begs another question, which kind of links to, to what you were speaking about previously with uh, people using open source code and then making a killing from it without rewarding the 
the original developer. So that's basically Amazon's um, cloud services business model. But I don't think we have time to go into that. Um, yeah, speaking of startups, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your new venture and, and how that's going. Yeah, so um, one of the things that uh, I had also been interested in always was governance. Uh, I was interested in governance mm -hmm. while um, early on where uh, I built this this hackathon project once and you know part of like the, the process was thinking about how it's supposed to run um you know i remember at one of i think it was maybe like e buenos aires where you went to the bathroom and there was some sort of like funny quote about how if your contract has like only owner um you you were you were like somehow i forget what it was but there's something around it's not really like decentralized right and, and I really got into my head about like governance and, you know, we, we see so much happening um, around how governance is supposed to work, right? There's some things that happened along the way that were sort of like pivotal for me, like uh, the, the sort of like problem with like Ether Delta, uh, you know, mm -hmm. when, when are distributed things actually distributed? Uh, you know, there's that idea of like walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it is a duck. So, you know, you, you build a decentralized system and then there's a, there's an only owner and the only right. owner is you. Well, yeah. you know, suddenly, you know, suddenly the law is like, well, it doesn't look decentralized to us because you control all the money. Right. And, and, you know, we see that a, a lot and we, we saw that, um, you know, for a lot of different um, projects out there uh, and, and governance had always been something I've been interested in. And I've been really impressed with what uh, compound had done for governance. Mm. And I sort of started experimenting with uh, governance dashboards uh, back in like May or so. And then was really looking at like, you know, Compound put out like all this great documentation about how to build governance dashboards, right? And they were really mm -hmm. talking about like, people build governance Ooh. dashboards. And of course, a lot of people have thought of this. Um, so we are building a new, uh, it's, it's a new team. This is sort of our, our new project. Uh -huh. uh, and we are building something called uh, Tally. Uh, and mm -hmm. the, the 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 sort of like total name we're, we're still sort of like working out, but it's it's like tally, uh, and and what we are building basically is the tools around enabling communities to participate better in governance. Because one of the mm -hmm. things you see is 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 that you have a lot of governance out there, but not many people take part in it, right? right. And yeah. uh, they don't take part in it for a lot of different reasons. One of them is that it's complicated, right? And it's difficult mm -hmm. to understand what it's around and what it's for. Uh, now, there have been a few uh, things that have launched since we, we we pivoted, which have made the field even more competitive and exciting. Uh, number one being, uh, of course, Snapshot. And Snapshot mm -hmm. really speaks, I yeah. think, to, to how governance is a community act, right? And yeah. how even the signaling is important, right? And that's exactly. that's something, you know, that, that really also interested me when you said, hey, uh, you know, I want to try this uh, Dapier profit sharing community idea. Uh, you know, this idea of like people running things themselves, well, they need the yeah. tools to be able to do that. Otherwise, it's just it's it's like <clears throat> otherwise it's, it's 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 not real, right? Like if we yeah. don't if we don't if people don't have this. So anyway, we're building the tools for that. Um we, we are still kind of in stealth mode, although we have uh, an incredible um, uh, team member, uh, Nate Parton, who's been writing mm -hmm. just an amazing uh, newsletter. That yeah. if you're not following the tally newsletter, you absolutely should. I know that I I'm like trying to build a governance product, and I'm overwhelmed by all the stuff happening in the governance ecosystem every week. Uh, and Nate really just like boils it down in the newsletter to like the TLDR of the past week in governance. Uh, so it's just a fantastic resource. So definitely subscribe to that. 
Um, I'm not sure if I can like post a link to it somewhere, but I, I will try and Marine can link. help us with that. But yeah, we'll make sure that it's distributed. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, that's what, so that's what we're working on now. That's really awesome. Yeah, I can I can definitely second um, how amazing the the tally newsletter is. I've been reading the last couple of weeks. It's really helpful. Um, Obviously, governance is something that's super interesting to us because of profit-sharing communities. Uh, so we're watching this space very, very carefully. Yeah, amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much for giving us like the introduction to Dap Hero, kind of part of the story, and also Tally. Uh, where can people find you on the web if they, they want to catch up or reach out to yeah, you? Later? So you can always find me on uh, uh, Instagram. So that's uh, Dennison mm -hmm. Bertram. Oh, sorry, not Instagram. Well, I'm all on Instagram <laughs> too, but I don't really use it. Um, so on Twitter... Twitter. Okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Twitter. I'm Dennis and Bertram on Twitter. Um, you know, if you if you have another idea, like the 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 profit sharing community idea is just one idea that people are looking at for using Dap Hero. Uh, if you want to do something else with it separate, you are more than welcome. You know, the code that we wrote is 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 public domain. Uh, the rest of it's open source because, of course, we didn't write React and JavaScript and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but you know, or anyone is uh, you know anyone is welcome to build on it. We really hope that lots of people do build on it. Um, and we, you know, currently it's not decentralized. We never got to the point where it was decentralized, mm -hmm. which is, I think, one of the reasons why we started speaking in the first place. Because I was like, hey, it would be great if like people could host on our weave. Um, yeah. Because, you know, come December, when we turn off uh, uh, Dap Hero, it's turning off the lights. Right, the lights right. are out, right? Yeah, it's like exactly. the, the Borg, Borg cube and you got the queen and now the whole hive is down. So uh, it would be great if people could, uh, you know, find ways to keep their projects alive and, and keep moving. Okay, amazing. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat to us. I'm super excited to see where the, the joint bounty goes. Um, yeah, maybe we catch up at some point later to see how things are going with Tally. Yep, absolutely. Will do. Perfect. Thanks, everyone. Catch you later. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you can find information about Arweave, Dap Hero, and Denison Bertram in the description. Be sure to follow Arweave on social media for the next episode of Hack and Tell. See you on the Permaweb.